We have to stop meeting like this, y'all. <laughs> I feel like I'm beginning to feel like twice a year I get my ass on here after like being gone for how many ever months, not saying anything about what's going on and all of that. And then I just get on here and I'd be like, hey, y'all. And I just dump whatever I'm feeling into this podcast. And and, and then I'd be like, I love y'all. And then I just dip for another six, seven months. I know it's I, I, I feel like that's what I do now. I don't know. <laughs> um, but with that being said, with all that being in consideration, with all that being said, hey, y'all. who don't know my name is jordan mcclain this is one fall with jordan mcclain where i tend to get on here and talk about wrestling whenever i feel like it i guess it's i i I wouldn't even say that this podcast is a commitment anymore because i rarely do it now um but i do miss it and i miss talking to y'all man and i miss getting my thoughts out and and hearing back from people you know, I I do miss that side of it. So don't call this a comeback. I don't know if I'll be here again <laughs> or when or for how long. I don't know. But in particular today, I, I wanted to I just I had something I wanted to talk about. And what better place to talk about what you're feeling than on your own platform? So here I am back for this episode <laughs> to talk about something that's on my heart. And what I wanted to talk about was being a promoter in professional wrestling. Um, I wanted to talk about, you know, just all the, the, the logistics and what goes through, or at least what went through my head being a first time promoter this year. For those who don't know, I started my own wrestling promotion. Our Culture Pro Wrestling, it's based in Alabama. Specifically, we're in Gaston, Alabama for our first two events. Um, And I didn't have a lot of insight into being a wrestling promoter when I decided to become a wrestling promoter. There were some people who came to me and, you know, not necessarily helped me, but just kind of let me know that they were there. But as far as like, what are the steps? What do I need to do? How do I make it happen? No one told me that. 
I, I had to figure that out on my own. <laughs> Shout out to the people who, who let me know that they were there. But, you know, at the end of the day, I had to figure all this out on my own. Um, And I guess we'll, we'll start with my feelings about our first few events, our first two events, rather. Um, I just starting out, I can say like straight up, I had a blast. I had an absolute blast at our first and second show. Um, those two nights honestly were two of the best nights of my life. I, I can for sure say that just being in the moment with people that you care about and seeing something that you put in countless hours and so many long nights on, like, you know, a, a lot of people don't know and a lot of people won't tell you, you know, there were a lot of nights where I didn't go to sleep until two, three in the morning and I had to be up at nine o'clock to go to work, to clock in to work or, you know, there were a bunch of nights where I was in my bed crying, just wondering if I'm going to get this shit off, wondering if I was going to actually, you know, make this thing happen because it's my dream and I, and I knew I wanted to do it. So there were a lot of negative feelings and there were a lot of ups and downs with starting your own promotion that I think a lot of people don't talk about. A lot of people don't actually acknowledge that side of it. So that's what I hope this episode does for anybody out there who you may want to start your own promotion or, um, you know, you just kind of want a little more insight into what, what kind of goes through the promoter's head and, things of that nature. Now I will preface this by saying I'm speaking for myself and our culture pro wrestling. I'm not speaking for any other promoter or any other promotion in the state, in the region, in the world. <laughs> I'm only speaking for myself and I'm only speaking to what I had to go through. And so don't, you know, don't take this. I I know how some people do. Don't take this and run to XYZ promoter and tell them, well, Jordan said this is, I'm speaking for myself. I'm speaking for my promotion. That's it and that's all. So in starting out, you know, the, the logistics of running your own promotion, it's wild, man. And it's so much deeper than anybody really thinks that it possibly could be. I know a lot of people have this preconceived notion about running your own promotion that it's just as simple as, you know, let me, uh, you know, just get some friends together and, you know, we can run our own show and da 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 da. And for some people, it may be that easy, but in general, overall, Specifically for me, it was not that easy. Um, <laughs> I spent, we, we ran our first show this year, 2022. I spent all of 2021 
and the beginning of 2022 looking for a venue. Like, legitimately looking for a venue. And, you know, like, again, a lot of people, they don't think about that sort of stuff all the time. Like, for a lot of people, it's just as simple as, I got a ring. I got some friends. We're going to run our own wrestling show. I had to find a venue because where I'm located and where the show ended up being is about an hour and a half, two hours away from each other, depending on who's driving. So, of course, I wanted my show to be where I am. I wanted I wanted OCPW to be in Huntsville. Just because it, I, I knew that it would be easier for me to maneuver and get around Huntsville. Because as worldly as I come off, I have not been a lot of places. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much a homebody. I like to stay in the house and just mind my business, keep to myself. Um, So I have not been a lot of places. And specifically, I had not been to Gadsden before our first event. So... Like I said, I, I was looking for a, a venue and then I got pro- approached by the good people at Spartan Pro Wrestling and in, in in Gadsden, Alabama. And they let me know that I could use their venue. I, you know, I, I could come run my show in their venue. Big shout out to them. I'm so thankful for them. I am so incredibly thankful for them because... Honestly, had they not offered up their venue, I don't know where I would have run OCPW this year. So, um, big shout out to them. But they, you know, they hit me up and was, you know, they were gracious enough to let us come down there and use their venue. And thankfully, in using their venue, everything that that I would have needed to run my show, they had. I don't know where everyone's listening from and what the situation in in your respective area is. And this, I guess, goes with the topic of logistics. But Alabama pro wrestling is governed by the Alabama Athletic Commission. And although controversial, that's the way it is. And of course, the commission has rules and regulations for how your show can be run. As in, you you have to have a ring. You have to have floor mats. You have to have a guardrail. You have, like, all of these elements that you have to have. And as a new promoter, I may not have been able to, to, to get all of those elements in to run my own show completely independent of anyone else. So, you know, when when the good folks at Spartan hit me up and I went down there, I was so freaking thankful, man, to figure out that they had everything already. Like, I, I didn't need to guess and say, oh, well, you know, I, I would have to get this. I would have to get that and factor all of that in. They had it all. Again, that's why I'm so grateful for them to this day and while I'll always be grateful for them. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I was lucky enough that that I did not have to worry about. 
I didn't have to worry about where I was going to get the ring, where I was going to get the guardrails, what I was going to do for a locker room and, and how I was going to be able to, you know, have my talent be comfortable and be safe and be away from the, from the fans. Because I've been at shows where the separation of fan and performer is like a tarp hung up in a doorway. And that's literally just the end of it. <laughs> um, you know, so very, very thankful for them. But, you know, the so 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 you have all these rules and things, right? Like that you you have to follow here in Alabama. Um and dealing with the commission is that's that's a headache in itself, and I don't think I want to get off into that. I will say this though. Like I said, the commission in Alabama is pretty controversial. I will say this, although I don't agree with every single part of the commission and I don't agree with every single uh rule that they have, I do understand the need for some regulation. You know, because well, I'm just a person who likes organization and structure. I'm I'm not very loosey-goosey with things like, and I'll get off into, you know, like how organized and how I handle things at the show and, and with the logistics behind the scenes of running the show and all of that in a little bit. But, you know, so when it comes to it, I understand why some people don't want to be under a commission. I'm not saying it's the greatest thing, but I also do understand why there's a commission. And I do agree that there does need to be some sort of regulation in professional wrestling as a whole. Um, so now moving on. When you something that I didn't realize when I was starting this when I when I said I was going to do this and I put it out into the world hey I'm starting my own wrestling promotion blase blase I did not anticipate that I would have to wear every single hat in in the company I didn't realize that <laughs> and I've said it before on this show and a lot of people who know me personally know know this about me I've worn almost every hat there is to wear in professional wrestling at some point in time in my, I believe, four and a half, five year career now in pro wrestling. I've been a videographer. I've been a graphic designer. I've been a content producer. I've been a social media manager. I've helped with booking. I've helped with creative. Um, I've been a ring announcer. I like, I've been a host. I've, I've done a number of things. But I didn't realize that I would have to be the one to carry multiple hats as the promoter. I get it now, and, and I'm and, and I'm expecting it now because let me go ahead and say this. As the promoter, it's your job to know how to do everything. That's your job. As the head of the table, no pun intended, as the boss, as the one who over who who is you're the go-to for every single thing. You have to know how to do everything, y'all. You have to. 
Because what happens if you, which coincidentally this did happen at my second show, what happens if you have someone scheduled to come in and do something and they don't show or they don't communicate with you what's happening? Well, you have to be the one to do it. The first show I had somebody running the music for our show. Right. So I could be in the locker room. I could hear the conversations. I could talk through creative things with people and we could get things figured out. Second show, I didn't have anyone. I asked. I did ask. But that person never got back to me. So I had to run the music myself, meaning I could not be where I really wanted to be. But that's part of it, you know. As as a promoter, that's part of it. You have to, you have to know how to do every single thing so that where there is a misstep, you can step in and do it, or you can teach someone and delegate for them to do it. Unfortunately, that's that has not been the case. But um, you know, like that that's. One piece of advice I can give aspiring promoters, know what you're doing with every aspect and every every single element that you want to bring to your show. If you can't find a ring announcer, you're going to have to ring announce. So you better know how to ring announce. If you can't find anyone to film your show, you better know what you're doing. You better have a tripod, a phone stand, and set up your phone and film it. <laughs> It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be anything crazy or anything like that. You just need to be able to do it. Just in case you can't get someone else to do it. Do you know what I mean? So that's definitely like my first big piece of advice. Know what you're doing in every single aspect of what you want to bring to your show. Um, so in in booking the show... Right. And actually reaching out to talent again. Some of you may be kind of shocked to hear this. I suffer from social anxiety. I'm not good at talking to people. I'm good at presenting and projecting it. And once I get comfortable with you, I'm, I'm good with talking. But in general, talking to people for the first time, getting in people's DMs and asking them Hey, would you like to be a part of this? You know, blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, I had such a difficult time. I had such a terrible time trying to do that. <laughs> because it's just, it's it's something that I'm not good at in general. But being a promoter has helped me. It's gotten me more comfortable because you have to do it. It's a part of it. So you have to do it. You know what I mean? So... In, in booking talent, I had to go into this, and this is also like booking and creative to me go hand in hand. Um, and they can't be two separate, totally separate teams, sort of totally separate anything. There has to be, they they just, you can't do it. You can't do one without without the other. You can't have creative without knowing who you're going to have. And you can't book people without knowing this is what I'm going to do with them. So for me, booking and creative go hand in hand. So sitting down 
and crafting where I want this to go with my team, of course. Shout out to my team. I'm th- I'm thankful again. So thankful that I have people who agreed to step up and help me and who actually showed that they were willing to help me. Um, but I, you know, I would sit down ultimately again as the promoter, as the head of the table, the choice and the final say is yours. So I would sit down and I would come up with these, you know, storylines and, and what do we want to do? How do we want to do this, that, and the third? And then I would look at who I believe I could put in these certain situations and in this, uh, in, in this thing that I want to create. And I can tell y'all right now, you can go on YouTube right now, our culture pro wrestling and look at our two shows, fate and the jump off. I can tell you right now with fate, with that first show, what you see is nothing like what I originally had. I recently looked at the document that I had, like that I had crafted in like February or March or something like that for the show that I knew was going to be in June. That they look nothing alike. Almost everything that you see on that show is totally different from what I originally had planned. So that's my next piece of advice for aspiring promoters out there. Be ready for your plans to change because they're going to change. I don't care. You can plan it down to the T. Things are going to change. You know, like I said, that the, the card with the first show completely changed just because people didn't get back to me. People could not do it because they were already booked or something along those lines. So things are going to change. And then, so we get to the second show, uh, the jump off, things change again. The day of the show, one of my wrestlers, one of my performers had a family emergency. He could not work the show. And then we get to the show and one of my wrestlers completely no shows me. No call, no show, no nothing. I, I called him, I don't know how many times. And he simply didn't pick up. He did not communicate with me, you know, that, hey, things are happening and I can't, I can't make the show, whatever, whatever. So, again, you you just, you have to be prepared that things are going to change because I went into that show, I went into that day expecting everyone who said they were going to be there to be there, only to find out that. I think what two people couldn't make it. So that means two matches have to change again. I'm thankful that other people were prepared for it because we ended up, I I lost two people the day of the show. And then two people who I weren't expecting came just rode in the car with people that I had booked. So it ended up working out and I'm so thankful for all of that. But you know, the day of, I was a, I was a fucking wreck, y'all. <laughs> the dude that no-showed me, you know, I, I was a wreck over him no-showing me simply because he and I, he and I had a, a, a friendship before I even started OCPW, before OCPW was even thought of, before 
OCPW was a thing. He and I had had a friendship. So for him to no call, no show me, it felt as if it was just, it, it, it felt as if not only was it a slap in the face of my business, it was a slap in the face of our friendship. Because why would you not communicate with me? You know what I mean? That for me, anybody who knows me knows that I'm as open and honest as I can possibly be. I suffer no fools. I pull no punches. So even if you want to hit me up and be like, man, fuck you, fuck your promotion. I don't want nothing to do with it. That's fine too. Not too much. Don't be too disrespectful. But but in the sense of, you know, if even if you don't want to do it just because you don't want to do it, by all means, just tell me that. I'm big. I'm big on communication. If you don't want to do something, by all means, just tell me you don't want to do it. And tell me enough in advance that I can figure some things out. That happened at the first show. I had some people pull out of the first show like a week, a few days before the show. And just thankfully, everything worked out. Everything did what needed, everything that needed to happen ended up happening. Um, Shout out to them. There, there are no hard feelings towards anyone. Um, It's just a matter of, you know, things happen and I wish that they could have happened differently. But yeah, be prepared for your shit to change because one way or another, someone's booked, someone's got a family emergency, someone simply will no call, no show. It, it, it happens and you have to be prepared. And again, I'm so thankful for my team that they were grounded enough to look at me and say, Jordan, it's going to be okay. Let's just do this. Let's do that. Let's, let's maneuver things this kind of way. And just in general, you know, Jordan, it's, it's okay. Don't stress. Don't, you know, it's, it's a lot easier said than done (laughs) to not stress when you're the promoter, when you're the man with the money, when you're the man who is literally over everything or the woman or the person, no misgendering here, but, um, yeah, man, it, and, and get ready, prepare yourself now that those things will be sucky. It's going to suck. Your feelings are going to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Some people, some of the people who pulled out of both shows, you know, cause there were people who pulled out of the first show and people who pulled out of the second. Sometimes it's, it's going to hurt your feelings, but you cannot as the promoter, don't ever let them see you sweat. I would say I maintained myself pretty well on both show days with everything happening, with everything that was going on in my mind and everything that was just going on in the environment. I would think that I maintained myself pretty well and I maintained myself well enough to put on two great shows. So, but just... Be prepared. Be prepared. Scar told us years ago to be prepared. Um, <laughs> so the day of each show, I'll, I'll talk about that now. Um, 
so June 17th, we had our first show, Fate, and I was a wreck. I was a wreck all the way around because, A, it's my first show as a promoter. Like I said, I've done a lot of things in this business, but I've I've never had every single thing be on my shoulders. Paying people, making sure people knew where to come, making, making sure that the talent was comfortable, being out there meeting talent, meeting being uh, or meeting fans rather being the face of your own company making sure that the creative makes sense making sure that people's matches make sense making sure that you're telling the stories that you want to tell and that it's communicated well to all of your talent and making sure that everyone is on the same page um and i did all of that and June 17th was my grandmother's birthday. I won't get deep off into that because it is too early in the day for me to be crying like that. But anyone who knows me knows my grandmother was my best friend, my biggest supporter. And it's probably going to hurt me for the rest of my life that she is not physically here to see me doing all the things that I'm doing. Um, but I missed her terribly. And that was her birthday. And I chose that day without even knowing that it was her birthday because I'm horrible with birthdays. Um, So I felt like it had to go right. And it did. For all intents and purposes, that show went great. And then we get to the second show. And I'm not as nervous. I'll be honest with you. I'm not as nervous. I've done this before. I know where everything is. I know what I need to do. I know what. I'm beginning to figure out, rather, what system works for our promotion. That's one thing that, again, I was not prepared for. When you're starting your promotion, it's going to be different for you. Everything for you is, or almost everything is going to be different from you than it is for me, than it is for this promoter, that promoter, those promoters. Everything's going to be different for everybody. So you have to find a system that works for you. And works for what you want to accomplish. We're finding our system. And I think we're kind of settling into it. Two shows in. I think we figure out what works. What what doesn't work for us. And you know how things need to go. So. Um, a little bit behind the scenes. When, we, when I run my shows. We have the talent meetings. Before the show. Not every promotion does this. I've been in promotions where they don't do it. Maybe they did at one point and they stopped doing it because they've been running so long or I I don't know. But I've been in promotions. I've been backstage in promotions where they don't have talent meetings at all. But we have talent meetings in my promotion. We're going to always have them as far as I'm concerned. I, I can't think of a reason why we wouldn't have them. But I let it be known to my talent. First of all, I'm thankful that they're there. As a promoter, you have to realize this talent did not have to be here. Anything could have gone wrong to make sure that they weren't there or just in general, they don't have to be there. There are at any given time, 20 independent promotions across two or three states that are running at the same night at the same time. These people don't have to be here. In fact, there were during the first show. We had I had to change the card a little bit 
days before the show because some of my talent, some of the talent that was working for me at that first show had to go down the street and work at another promotion the same night. So they asked me, hey, can we go on a little early so we can double shot and hit this other promotion? And whether you allow that or not is up to you. I'm totally good with it. It's not my place. If if I'm not signing you to an absolutely exclusive 100% contract where I am paying you money to be only in my promotion, I don't expect you to only be in my promotion. So I'm totally cool if if you ever, you'll never hear, well, Jordan wasn't okay with me working at this promotion. I'm telling y'all right now, I'm okay with it. I prefer it because I look at being a promoter. My job is to promote the talent. My job is not to get myself over. My job is not to come in here and make how much ever money like it, it matters. But to me, money is not the top priority for my promotion. My promotion is and has always been and will always be about being a platform for talent. Whomever that talent is, wrestlers, referees, managers, ring announcers, commentators, backstage interviewers, videographers, photographers, whatever. My platform is for talent. So I'll never be uncomfortable with talent coming to me and communicating with me and saying, hey, is it possible? I had someone do that for the second show. He let me know I I have to be up north in like a day. So can I go on first so I can leave right after? I had no problem doing it. So I would recommend if if you're a promoter, if you're a new promoter and aspiring promoter, please be flexible. And be as flexible as possible because the talent makes the show. Yes, you're the one who's, whose name is on everything. You're the one who's paying for everything. I get that. I understand that. And I respect that. But without having talent, you don't have a show anyway. So be a little bit flexible with your talent. Be as flexible as you possibly can. Now, if the story cause, causes them to be a part of the entire show, just communicate that with them. You know what I mean? This business is based on not just entertainment, but also communication. We only succeed if we communicate with each other. So just be flexible, be as flexible as you can and be as communicative as you can be open to communicating and changing things for the sake of your talent. Um, But so one thing that I'm really proud of in looking back at our shows, both uh, the OCPW locker room is a vibe. (laughs) I'm going to just put that out there, man. We're a vibe. Everyone who has been booked on both shows, I think would attest to you that everything was run professionally, but I also made it a cool, chill environment. I don't want anybody running around stressed and upset and depressed and all of that when they're in an OCPW locker room. I I made sure that everyone was as comfortable as possible. Shake everyone's hand. Make everyone feel welcome and and comfortable in your presence. 
um, as a promoter. And again, be prepared for shit to change. <laughs> you know, um, and you're going to have to step in. The, that's the big, that was the biggest change, like jarring change that I had to deal with because in the past when I worked a show, I would come in and I, I would be, you know, for example, I would be the host slash ring announcer. And I would hear, well, such and such is a no-show and they didn't come and da 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 I didn't have to deal with that. The most I had to deal with it with was, okay, so what match do I need to call now? What match is changing? As far as what do I need to say as the ring announcer? The day running your own promotion, you have to change the whole match and you have to communicate that with everyone that this is the new match. This is the new story on the fly. Like something that we, ch we had to change for our second show. It was not planned. We had to, me and my team and the talent had to come up with that on the fly. The night of that's going to happen. Y'all like it's, <laughs> and a lot of people, don't realize that, you know, they, they think, oh, well, you know, I've, I've talked to all the talent. They're all in. We've been promoting. We've got the graphics. We promoted the graphics. Everything's good. Everything's going to, you know, yada, yada, yada. Day of shit change. And there's nothing we can do about it. We can be mad about it. Was I mad? Absolutely. I, I was absolutely upset that, you know, this guy had no call, no show me. And, and I was, very sad that the other guy had to pull out, you know, of course that was due to family emergency. And as I told him the day of, and as it will always be with me, family comes first. So if you got something going on in your family, you can't make the show. All I ask is that you communicate that, but I'm always going to tell you, go be with your family. Don't worry about us. We're going to be here. You go be with your family. Keep me updated on everything. Um, but was, you know, was I upset? Was I stressed? Absolutely. But you got to be cool as a cucumber. Because you being upset is going to lead to you making some very poor decisions on behalf of your show. And one thing you can't do as a promoter is be out here making dumbass decisions in the heat of the moment. You got to stay cool, calm and collected and go into this knowing that, okay, well, this is what has to change. So this is what we're going to do now. And with the talent that had to unfortunately call out because of a family emergency, my best friend and I sat in the car and we came up with something on the way down there. We came up with the change. So when we walked in the door, we knew what was going to change. But then we get to the show and this other talent, it's mind you, it's showtime. I pushed back the start of the show to try and, call him and see, hey, where are you? What's going on? What are, you know, just to try and give him time. But once I realized, hey, I can't do that. And then I realized, well, the, the, the person that I asked to come and run the music straight up ignored me when I asked. I, okay, now I have to, you know, I, okay. I just, I have to figure this out. As stressed and upset as I was, what really came to my brain was, Jordan, you have to figure this out. Why? Because you're no longer just the the ring announcer. 
you're no longer just the host. Jordan, this is your event. You have to figure this out. Even with my GM there, even with my whole team there, I had to be the one to, to, to facilitate it and make sure it was known. This is what's going on. This is what we're going to accept. This, you, you know what I mean? This is how we're going to play this. And I think it turned out beautifully. I, I truly, truly do. And I'm so proud of the people who stepped up when they did the way that they did. I'm so proud of them. And I'm so thankful for them. Um, but yeah, that that's one thing that I can tell you, man. Just you have to shit's going to happen. Even the day of the show, shit is going to happen. But you got to be cool. You got to be calm. And you have to be prepared to make those changes. One of my best friends in this business, who is also the general manager of OCPW, told me, he said, you got your card. But you need to have that. Your card is your plan A. You need to have a plan B, C, and D. You just need to know, you know what I'm saying? Because you never know what's going to happen. And I see the value in that now. I see the value in I need to have, for me personally, I, I'm going to craft at least two cards. This is card A. This is card B. Card B is where I go if card A does not happen. And and you'll probably say, well, Jordan, how the hell do you know that card B is going to happen? In retrospect, again, hindsight being 2020, I should have known that Homeboy was going to no call, no show my show. I should have known that. So I should have been prepared for it. I wasn't. It thankfully worked out. But that was one of those moments where I wish I had a card B so that I would not have even had to stress myself and stress my team about, hey, this guy is not here. I don't know what the fuck to do. How can we, you know what I mean? As a promoter, as someone who talks to these people on a professional and sometimes a personal level, I, I talk to a lot of my talent on a personal level as well. Um. You kind of, you, you, you learn who they are because they'll always show you who they are. You know what I mean? So you learn who they are and you kind of know this is a guy I can depend on 100%. I can, I can count on him to be at my show. I can count on him to be on time. I can count on him to do what I ask in the show. And then you can look at some of the guys and say, I don't know if I can put my stock into him for one reason or another. So hindsight being 2020, I should have known that I could not put a lot of stock into that guy. It's again, <laughs> I say that and that might sound harsh to some people. It's no hard feelings at all. I'm not mad about it anymore. I'm not upset about it. Does he have access to me? No. If you're listening to this, I professionally, I can't, you know what I mean? It's nothing personal, but I also don't want you to have access to me if you're going to shit on me like that. If you're going to shit on what I'm doing, I don't want you to have access to me. 
period, point blank. Um, so yeah, just be prepared that even the day of your show, man, shit's going to happen. Some shit is just, but you know, be, be as prepared as you possibly can be. And to go back, um, to when I was telling y'all like, you know, about my locker room, it's a vibe. It's real chill, but it's also professional. I don't play that bullshit. (laughs) And during our talent meetings, I let all the talent know at the same time we have a zero policy for certain shit. Um, I let it be known who can be contacted if some shit happens and I am not readily available. My team knows where I'm at. They know what I'm doing. They know how to contact me directly if some shit's going on and I'm not there. So, you know, that again, behind the scenes, that's something else that I would tell people just let your talent know what's going to happen. Communicate with your talent at all times and communicate what's going to happen and what happens if this happens. Anyone who has been in my locker room knows that I have a zero tolerance policy for a bunch of shit. And I let it be known. If I see you doing this, you will not be booked at OCPW again. And I've stood by that. There are some people who were on the first show, who worked the first show, who were not working the second show. Because I've seen some crazy shit. But let, let me be clear on that as well. I will always, if I see some shit, I will always come directly to you and say, what is this? What's happening? I will always do that. The people who were not on the second show, who but who were on the first show or, you know, wh- whatever, whatever happened. I have always openly communicated with them. Hey, tell me what's going on, bro. What's like, what, what's happening What is the situation? And I've always left the door open for them to come back to me and let's have a conversation once things settle down and and let me know that you've gotten it handled and settled and then we'll look to bringing you back at a future time. So I, I never completely closed the door on anybody or at least I have not yet. I, I have not yet had to completely close the door on anyone. Um, Will it happen at some point? I'm sure it will because people are going to people. But so far, although there have been some people who could not be on our second show, I have not completely closed the door on anyone. Um, but as a promoter, another nugget of advice, you got to stand firm in what you say. I can't tell you. I can't tell you that. You can't do something, and then once that thing has been done, renege on it and say, oh, well, you're my homie, so let's just, you know, I'll book you still. But let-. No. I'd, we, we, my locker room does not tolerate specific shit. We don't tolerate it because I'm a no-toleration kind of person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I tell you I won't tolerate this and then you do it, you're gone. You're done. That is that on that as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, 
just like I said, the day of the show, I try to stay in communication at all times with my talent, but the day of the show specifically, communicate what you are and are not expecting. You know, one thing that I say in the talent meetings is don't go out to that ring and do anything that you have not trained to do, that you are not practicing actively, and that you have not gone over with your opponent to make sure that they are comfortable with the spot. Because I've seen shows where I've been a part of shows where some people will just go out and do whatever the fuck, right? Like they'll just go out and do whatever the fuck is on their mind, whatever they want to do. And it ends horribly. I don't play that shit. If you have not trained to do it, if you have not been practicing doing it, and if your opponent is not comfortable with you doing it, do not do it in an OCPW ring. Hands down, don't care what you're talking about. If I find out that you do, that's that's one of those things. That's one of my non-negotiables. No toleration for it. If I find out you did something you had no business doing, you're done. You're out of there. Thankfully, I haven't had to take anybody's pay from them. But that, uh, A. <laughs> so stand firm in what you say as a promoter. Your rules are your rules and... Make sure your rules are in place, not because you want to be an authoritarian and you just you don't want people to have fun, but have your rules in place to make sure that everyone is safe and make sure that everyone is accounted for. At the end of the day, I want everybody going home to their families, to their friends and loved ones. I want everybody to be able to make it home. So. You know, make sure that that is the case. Another thing that I do behind the scenes is a pay sheet. And the reason I want to talk about the pay sheet is because I've heard from people who have worked my shows who have been in the business over 10 years and have never seen anyone do a pay sheet. So what the pay sheet is, is it's a really simple document. It's the talent's name. You have a place for the name of whoever's representing your company. For me, it's my best friend, Tevin. He's our administrative person right now. And you have a place for the talent signature. And the way it works is when you finish your match or when you finish your assignment for the night, you know, whatever that may be, you come back, you look for Tevin. I let it be known in the talent meeting. This is who you look for. He is the only person with access to it. Not even me. But I let it be known. You look for Tevin. Tevin will give you your pay, and before you sign, you check your envelope and make sure that it's correct. And it's agree- It's what we agreed upon. Once you check it, you sign off that you got it. Why do I do that? Because I've seen one too many times people getting on social media saying, XYZ promotion didn't pay me for my services. I've been in situations where the promoter or the booker allegedly ran off with the money so certain people couldn't get paid. So that pay sheet is my way of not only covering our ass, but making sure that we're at an understanding with everything. Because it says on the pay sheet, if your pay is inaccurate, come directly to Jordan. Don't ask anybody else for money. Don't talk to anybody else. If the money's not right, come to me and we will get you straight. One way or the other, what does that mean? We'll get you straight one way or the other. That means that either I will bring up our messages 
and I will say, this is our agreed upon rate. That is that what you got paid? Then you're good to go. Or this is our agreed upon rate. Is that not what you got paid? Okay, what are you lacking? I'll pay you. I'll figure that out. We'll get you your extra, you know, whatever, whatever. Thank again, thankfully, because I'm I'm a perfectionist and I and I, you know, I'm I'm a stickler for things going right. I have counted all the money for both shows no less than 50 times altogether. I will straight up sit there and count every envelope 10 times a day just to make sure it's all correct. But, you know, uh, I, I brought that up to say promoters, somehow you, you need a safeguard somehow for yourself. You know, we also have um, liability waivers. Very simple one paragraph document that, you read over before you sign, but I also let you know ahead of, I let you know well in advance, a week, two weeks, whatever in advance, and let you know, hey, the, the day of the show, we're going to sign this document. And I'll send you a screenshot of the document so you can read it ahead of time. And I let it be known. And I want to say it says on the document, I don't have it right here in front of me, but, you know, I let it be known. You have read this of your own free will and you understand that we cannot be held liable for anything that happens because it's, it's again, it's one of those things I go out of my way and I, and I spend extra time to make sure that no negligence is happening on my part. I go out of my way to make sure that things are safe. The environment is safe and fun and we all can have a good time in this environment, I expect you to do the same, you know, so that waiver not only covers OCPW's ass, but really it covers the talent's ass too, because that's another layer of what I talked what I talk about in the talent meeting. Don't go out there and do something you ain't got no business doing because you're not going to put it on us. If you do something and I find out, well, you weren't even trained to do it. You just decided you wanted to do it and you got injured. That's not on us. That's why I make you sign. Let me not say make you. I don't make you do anything. (laughs) But if you want to work our show, the waiver is a part of that. And, you know, I make sure that it's understood that you're signing the waiver of your own free will and you're signing the waiver knowing that if you want to work for us, you have to sign the waiver. That's, that happens with any extreme sport. It happens with any, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you play sports, you or your parents have had to sign a liability waiver. It just is what it is. But I say all that to, to say to promoters, make sure you and your talent are safe and covered in every way possible. Because the last thing you want is for talent to go out and get injured and then say that they were injured due to your negligence. And you don't want your talent to go out and put their body on the line for your entertainment and, and for the fans' entertainment. And then you didn't pay them. Or they go on social media and be like, oh, well, you didn't give me my money and you didn't pay me for myself. Oh, no, yes, we did. Remember, that's what this pay sheet is for. 
and you put a signature by your name stating that not only did you receive your pay, but your pay was accurate to what was discussed. Cover your asses and make sure that the talent covers their asses. That's what we do the day of. Now, I'm going to be honest. Let's We're, we're going to call this honesty hour, okay? <laughs> um, looking back on everything, I got asked this question of Jordan, if you knew then what you know now, would you have started this? Would you, would you have run your own promotion? I'm going to say yes, but with a caveat. Because while I do love running my own promotion, while I love having the freedom of doing what the hell I want to do with very little say from anyone else, very little input from anyone else, as far as like, am I actually able to do it? Um, I don't think that I don't think that I was ready to, to do this. And that's just me being honest with y'all. I don't think that I was ready. I've done it and I've done it twice and I'm going to continue doing it. (laughs) But had I known then what I know now, I would have taken even more time to get everything together and get a better understanding of what I was doing. I do realize that some of it, a lot of it rather is kind of trial by fire, right? Like you, you just have to do it in order to know what you're doing. And that's honestly, you can listen to this, this episode of this podcast and you can take the notes and the advice that I'm giving. But honestly, like I said earlier, your experience is different from my experience is different from their experience. So a lot of it is, even though I can give you this advice, a lot of it is just trial by fire. You won't know what you're going to do until you do it. You don't know how you're going to handle a a no call, no show until you experience a no call, no show or a same day call out. You don't know. There's things now that I know are going to eventually happen at OCPW, but I can't plan for it. I can't say, okay, if this happens, this is what we're going to do because I don't know what it's going to look like in the moment. I trust that future Jordan will be well equipped enough to be able to handle it when it happens. But I don't know when it's, I don't know when it's going to happen. Right. Like I, and I don't know, I can't say, Oh, well, when this happens, I'm going to do this. I can't say that. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do when that time comes. So take the advice but also just be be at that understanding that a lot of it is just trial by fire. You're not going to know what to do, how to handle the situation until you're in that situation. So knowing what I know now, I would have waited. 
I would have tried. To, there are some things that I would have aimed to get a better understanding about before I dove headfirst into this. And I also would have worked on gaining more resources than what I did. Full transparency here, you guys. With these first two shows, I paid for them out of my own pocket. 100%. No one else. I had no sponsors. I had no financial partners. None of that. I paid for all of this myself. And although it was stressful, <laughs> stressful on my pocket, stressful the day of, stre- although it was overall stressful, I am so glad that I ran these first two shows out of my own pocket. And I encourage all promoters to do that. Because as I had people tell me, yeah, Jordan, you know, you should get sponsors and this, that, and the third. And I'm not saying that we'll never have sponsors or anything like that. But knowing knowing that I could pay for everything out of my own pocket, right? And you do that by creating a budget, understanding your budget, and not going over your budget for stupid reasons. Um, knowing that I can pay for everything myself is truly a a fantastic feeling because it it gives me a sense of security in the sense of if I don't have sponsors, if I don't have financial support, that doesn't mean I can't do it. Will it be tougher to do it? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that I can't do it. So I, I encourage anybody out there who's, who's an aspiring promoter. I encourage all of you to run your first show, run your first few shows out of your own pocket with absolutely no financial assistance. Prove to yourself that you can do it so that when the time comes and you are able to get sponsors and and things like that, Lord forbid anything happen, you're good. You you Because you've been here before. You've been in this moment where you have had to pay for all of this. So it's not like you can't. Is it ideal? Absolutely not. Especially when you're just a nine to fiver like me. You know, a lot of people, a, a lot of people think that you have to have this endless amount of money in order to run up your own promotion. You don't. You don't have to have an unlimited amount of money, but I will tell you a lot of it I will tell you that you need to be, be prepared, man. You have to be prepared. It goes back to the earlier conversation. You have to be prepared to do stuff on your own. You know, do I have an unlimited amount of money? Absolutely. The fuck not. So, well, what does that mean? Jordan, you don't have an unlimited amount of money. That means I had to make all my graphics. That's where my graphic design experience came in. I had to make all my graphics. Thankfully, I've had two wonderful cameramen so far who I I did not have to film anything, but I brought my own camera, both shows, just in case something happened. 
So I still am able to get footage regardless of who's here and who's not here or how whatever, whatever turns out, I'm able to get my own footage if I have to. It's not, it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. It's not easy, but it's also not super difficult. You just have to be disciplined and you really have to know what you're doing this for. And when you, when you do things like you, when you create that budget, you have to stick to that. You can't have a budget of 4k and then, you know, because you want to do this fantastical shit, you know, you end up dropping 5k instead of, instead of your budget of four, you can't do shit like that. When you create your budget and it's not that hard to create the budget, you know, it's, it's really just a matter of what are you willing to pay for each thing? How, how much are you willing to spend on your venue? How much are you willing to spend to bring in talent? How much are you willing to, you know what I mean? And again, that's something that's going to be different for everybody. So figure out what that is for you. But, you know, to to wrap all this up and to bring it all back around, I'm so thankful I've done this. I, I truly, truly am. Would I have waited? Probably. I probably would have and should have waited to start OCPW. But I'm also thankful that I didn't wait. Because if I would have forced myself to wait, I don't know that it ever would have even happened. I kind of had this moment early this year, early 2022, where I had to kind of throw my brain into the fire because I tend to be in my head a lot. So I kind of had to make the conscious decision to say, you know what, you're doing this. You're not going to keep doubting yourself. You're not going to keep finding an excuse to not do it. You're not going to keep, you know, trying to weasel your way out of this. You're going to do it because it's something you want to do. Even when you're scared, even when you're tired, even when you're stressed, even when you're depressed, you're going to do it because it's something that you know you want to do. And this year, baby... I have been all of those things, <laughs> stressed, depressed, all that mess. I've been all of that, <laughs> but I still done it. And I've done it twice. And I've done it with my own money. There's going to be times where you feel like, man, I can't do this. Man, I, I feel like I'm out of my league, bro. These people don't want me to do it. These people are talking shit about me doing it. These people are saying that I can't do it or what, you know, what, whatever the factors are there, the factors are going to be there. It's never going to be the perfect time to do it. You just got to pick up your shit and do it, fam. And I encourage everybody to do it. Wrestlers, podcasters, anybody out there who is even thinking about running their own promotion. I encourage you to run one or two shows. Just do it. See if you're built for it. Cause it's not, it's not for the week by any means. So, and, and not everyone by the week. I mean, not everyone is not everyone is equipped to run their own anything. Not everyone is equipped to sit here and talk to themselves for an hour and seven minutes. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, so whether it's something like a podcast or something as big as your own promotion, not everyone is equipped to do every single thing. So, but, but I encourage anyone who's thinking about it to do it, find someone that you can run, that you can run a show with or find somewhere that you can run a show with and sit down and really think about it, you know, craft some stories, book some talent, make sure you and use your own money and all of that. Just see if you're able to do it. See if you like it. See if you want to do it. That's the good thing about this. Although, although I would have waited, I love doing this. I love it. Above all else, please make sure that you love what you're doing, y'all. Don't get into this because you're bored or because you want to play superstar because you never got the chance to be in the WWE or whatever. If you don't want to be a promoter, that's fine. Don't be a promoter. But if you want to be a promoter, make sure you love what you're doing. Because if you don't love it, it's never going to it. It's never going to work. You got to love what you're doing and you got to be ready, man. You got to be, you got to prepare yourself to be ready. You've got to be ready to stay up until two, three o'clock in the morning on a work night just to make sure you finish the card, just to make sure you finish the graphics, just to make sure you finish the commentary. I'm going to let y'all in on a secret. The, The second show, the jump off, I did the commentary for that show. I've never in my life wanted to do commentary. Never. It's never been appealing to me to do commentary, but our show needed commentary. (laughs) So I did what the hell I had to do as the promoter, as the head honcho, as the, the, the head brother in charge of OCPW. We needed commentary and I was available to do my own commentary. So I did. I didn't want to outsource that because at the end of the day, nobody can tell the stories that I'm trying to tell, but me. We need a commentary. So I did commentary. Even if it's something you don't want to do, yo, you going to have to learn how to do it. Because there's going to come a time in your show's existence where you can't hire nobody to do it. So you must be the one. You must be the Neo of your promotion. (laughs) But in in closing, for real, I, I love this and I'm going to keep doing it. And I'm going to keep doing it to the best of my ability because I see so much growth and potential in what, what's being built with this promotion. And I think it's, I think it's been so successful so far and it's going to continue being so successful because I'm not doing this to be selfish. I'm not in this to make my put myself over, make myself the champion of my own promotion, make all the money and then pay the talent ten, fifteen dollars. I'm not doing this for that. I'm doing this because I want to have a platform for all of the talent that I believe in and and the talent that I don't even know yet to come in and have a place where they can be themselves and where they can get in their reps and where they can have good footage to put into their highlight reels or, or send out to other promotions of, Hey, you know, 
I want to work at your promotion. Here's some of my work. And then they send an OCPW match. I get my kicks out of watching other people succeed because that's all I've ever wanted. So if you are out there and you are thinking about starting your own promotion or you're curious about some of the things that I personally have gone through, hey, reach out. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. You know, I I don't have a problem conversing with anybody. And I encourage you to go forth and start your promotion. And don't listen. I keep saying I'm going to get out of here and then I keep fucking talking. (laughs) Don't let nobody else talk you out of this. If you want to do it, do it. See if it's right for you. Don't not do it because someone else said that you should do it. If you're not going to do it, do it based on the fact that you don't want to do it. It's perfectly fine to run a show and realize I don't want to run shows. I don't want to be a promoter. I don't want to be a booker. It's perfectly fine to do that. Don't let these don't don't let no motherfucker bully you into doing something you don't want to do or you ain't got no business doing. Simple as that. But I encourage you to try because the best case scenario, you love it and you continue doing it and and it's successful, which is what I want for everybody. Go forth and be successful and kick ass and have a great time. Worst case scenario, you've run you've run one show. You found out it's not for you. And you're no worse off than where you were before you started the show. There is no downside to it, I think. So do what you want to do. And know that there are some good people in this business who are willing to listen to you and help you to the best of their ability. Y'all got a whole hour and almost 15 minutes of me giving just giving you free game to the best of my ability. And I'm. I'm telling y'all I'm open and I'm available and I'm happily I I will happily speak to anyone who wants to run their own shit, at least in the state of Alabama. And or, you, you know. I'm I'm willing to give you any advice and I'm willing to hear your ideas or whatever it is if you're out there. So that's all I got for you guys today, man. Thank you all so much for listening. I love you for listening. You could have listened to anybody, but you chose to listen to your boy. For the third time this year. <laughs> hey, man. I love y'all. I, I truly, truly do. And I thank y'all for listening, man. I, don't ask me, am I coming back full-time, child? I don't know. <laughs> but for right now, for this show, for this episode, for this moment, my name is Jordan McClain. This has been One Fall with Jordan McClain. Make sure you follow your dreams. Don't let nobody talk you out of it. If you need anything, I'm here for you. Because uh, in the words of one of my favorite rappers, Jordan cares. If don't nobody else care. I love y'all, man. Peace out.